Now in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States, the only national program that brings you authentic police case history, Gangbusters! Tonight, the case of the safe-cracking Combine, whose leader ruled the gang by brute force, but who couldn't subdue a trouser cuff nor a washed-out blonde. And now to gangbusters and facts that show the operation of our law enforcement officials in their war against the underworld. Gangbusters has asked Jack Harville, Chief of Detectives, Detroit, Michigan Police Department, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. The inside facts in the case of the safe-cracking combine. Chief Harville... A few minutes ago, you told me that one of the biggest problems of police is organized crime. That's exactly so, Don Gardner. When criminals band together for the purpose of large-scale operations, the job of the police becomes so much harder. You'll see what I mean in tonight's gangbusters case. About two years ago in the city of Detroit, we had numerous complaints of safe burglaries on the west and north sides of the city. Despite efforts of dozens of detectives... We weren't making too much progress in the investigation, partly because of an event which took place in a certain house on the north side one night. In the kitchen of that house, a short but powerfully built man sat playing solitaire. As the door to the living room opened and another man approached, he looked up from the cards. Hmm. Well? Okay, Patch. <laughs> He's here. Hmm. They uh, comfortable, Steve? How comfortable can he get? Hmm. Then we let him squirm a while. Ah, oh, come on, Patch. Let's get it over with, huh? Let him squirm. Look, I promised to take Effie to a party tonight. She's going to have... Yeah, the red jack goes on the queen there. I see it. Effie's cousin's got a birthday. So what do you want me to do, Steve? Give a present? Ah, well, come on, Patch. Let's get it over with, huh? Well... I guess Corny Mike squirmed enough, huh? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go. Hey, tell him, Batch. Tell him good. Don't worry, I will. Hello, Mike. Glad you could make it. What goes, Patch? This won't take long. I got a few things on my mind. I come to do some talking myself. First, you listen. Look, Batch. What's the idea of getting me down here? You said you listen, Mike, so you'll listen. Steve... Thought we made a bargain, Mike. I thought there wasn't going to be another safe job on the north or west side without my say-so. What are you talking about? What do you think, Mike? You broke into that joint without his say-so. What are you, a cop? Can you prove it? What I said goes. No more safe jobs around here without my okay. Let go. You want to settle it right here, Mike? Bacha. He asked you want to settle it right here. Listen, Bacha. Let go. Please. I'm listening. Okay, I did that job. Me and the Charlotte brothers. You can have your 20%. I'll pay it off right now, right now. We're going to collect more than 20%. Steve. I'll, I'll pay it off. I'll pay it. Okay. But I'm warning all of you, Mike. This outfit operates the way I say. No safe jobs without my okay. If anybody thinks they can get away with tricks, I'll come down and beat their head to paste. Personal. All right. Get out of here. 
You uh, let me say get out. Go on. Okay, I'm gone. Stop and get something to eat. Waffles, maybe. For crying out loud, Effie, didn't you have enough to eat at the party? I'm hungry again. Well, it's late. Please. Um, where do you want to go? How about the top hat? It's not far. Okay. Steve? Huh? You were telling me about that. Now, look, Effie, I'm telling you again. I told you all I could tell you. Huh? Okay. Batch is getting to be a pretty big shot, huh? Yeah, she said it. As big as this town's ever seen. Nah, I don't know. I seen bigger. Yeah, well, show me a guy's ever organized things the way he has. Nobody even cracks a safe without his say-so. You mean even Corny Mike said he'd go along with Batch? He'd let Batch be the boss? I don't believe it. Corny Mike ain't so tough. Not if you know how to handle him. It's going to be some dough in this deal, too. Yeah, for Batch. Yeah, I'll get my share. Maybe. If Batch can handle Corny Mike and the rest. Don't you worry about Batch. He's slick with them guys, and he's tough. They're scared to death of him. He'll get his. Don't you worry. Some operator, all right. Yeah, yeah, you think. Look, Abby, forget I told you anything about what was going on. Oh, don't worry about me, Steve. I wouldn't say a word, not to nobody. Yeah, that's a smart kid. Don't you worry, baby. You'll get taken care of. Anything you want. Just ask. Just ask and you'll get it. Thanks, Steve. I knew I could depend on you. And Batch. I'm telling you, Inspector Ma, these safe robberies have got to stop. Twenty-three safe robberies in six weeks. It's ridiculous. I can assure you, Mr. Edwards, we're doing everything we possibly can. Apparently, it's not enough, Inspector. And as a representative of the Northside Merchants Association, I Mr. Feel... Edwards, would you be surprised if I told you we think we know the men responsible for those burglaries? You do? I said we think we do. There are ten or twelve men involved. We're sure of that. We've had some of them down here for questioning on occasion. But those men should be in the penitentiary. Mr. Edwards, I could be dead sure they're the ones, but my being sure is not enough. In order to convict a man of burglary, we either have to catch him in the act or find some of the stolen property in his possession or have a confession. And none of these men are confessing to anything. Well, then why don't you arrest these men now? They're bound to have the money on them from that robbery last night. Mr. Edwards... If these men broke into your furniture store and took some cash from your safe, could you pick out your own bills or coins and swear that they were yours? Well, I... Neither could any other victim. When only cash is taken, and the burglars are careful to leave no fingerprints or other evidence at the scene of the crime, a burglary conviction is almost impossible. Well, I suppose you have a pretty difficult job. We have, Mr. Edwards. Well... Thanks a lot, Inspector. All right. Excuse me. Yes? Detective LeFew, Inspector. Can I see you? Come right in, LeFew. Mr. Edwards just leaving. Yes, sir. I hope you understand our problems a little better, Mr. Edwards. I think I do. Well, you know where to reach me. Goodbye. Oh, excuse me. Sure. Come in, LeFew. Well, Inspector, we had men in back of Corny Mike all last night. Didn't make a move out of his house. Mm-hmm. How about the Scheller brothers? Lost them in traffic. It could have been them. Or even Batch. We didn't have him under surveillance either. All right, LeFew. Stick with as many of them as you can. The only way we'll get these boys is to catch some of them in the act. 
Then maybe we'll get a statement involving the others. Mm-hmm. Hello. Let me talk to Batch. Yeah, just a minute, I get him. He's in the kitchen with a friend. Hey, who is this, Effie? No, it is not Effie. Oh. Okay, hold the phone. I'll see if we'll talk. That's the way it's going to be, man. If you don't like... What? Telephone. What do they want? It's for you. Pistol. I'll be right back, Mike. Take your time. Steve, stay here with Mike. It's a dame, bitch. So it's a dame. I'll be right back. Hello. Hello, Batch. Effie. I'm busy. I just wanted to tell you, Steve... Now, look here, Effie. I'm tired of this monkey business. Stop bothering me, will you? Batch, I just want to be friends. Be friends with Steve. That's enough. Leave me alone. Batch, you and me could I got no time to talk about it. Dumb twist. Mess things up. So you and Batch know what you're... Well, Mike... You gonna get through with it? Look, Batch. Batch! That was Effie on the phone. You're crazy. It was. I know her voice. You mean you think you do? It wasn't Effie. Okay. Wasn't Effie. Well, Mike, we can get in a safe, all right. We can get the dough. We can get out, all right. Good. I'm glad to hear it. But this whole thing was my idea. I found a joint. I cased it. I worked out the angles. So? So I don't feel you're entitled to any 20%. Don't you? Bat said he wants 20%. Not for sitting on a throne like a king, he don't get no 20%. I don't figure on sitting on a throne like a king. This time, Steve and I are going along. So, Don, the criminal Stanley Grelak, known as Batch, and his henchmen, Mike Kornichuk and Steve Constantine conspired to stage still another safe burglary on Detroit's north side. But they had no idea of how close detectives under Inspector James Marr were to the evidence they sought. Now back to gangbusters. You were telling us, Chief Harville, how the gang of safecrackers under the direction of Stanley Grelak, alias Batch, had planned still another safe burglary on the north side of Detroit. That's right, Don. They knew the doors and windows of the furniture store they intended to loot were protected by a burglar alarm. They also knew the occupants of an apartment on the second floor of the building were out of town. After the criminals gained entrance to this residence by picking a lock, they cut a hole in the floor leading to the private office of the owner of the furniture store. After nearly two hours of quiet work, they were about ready to scramble through the opening and crack the safe. Okay. Okay. That's got it. Yeah, right. Plaster. Mike. Yeah? Get the ladder. Hey, fellas. Ladder. Come on. Watch it. Watch it, then. Okay. Put it through. Easy now. Easy. Yeah. Okay. That's got it. Go on, Steve. You first. Right. Safe is as tough as cutting the hole. This is going to be an all-night job. Plaster. Oh, go on. Get down, man. Okay, okay. I'm getting them. I'm getting them. Hey, now. 
Nice office. Nice office. Awful pretty. Hey, how'd you like a fountain pen, boss? Hey, those lay there. Okay, okay. Get picked up with one of them on you. We're all in trouble. I'm not arguing. Mike. Yeah? Bring the stuff. I... Bring the stuff, fellas. Okay. Take a look around the main office. Yeah, yeah. Watch yourself. Hey, this door's locked. Let me see that thing. Yeah, the snap lock. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah. Open it up. Yeah, sure. Good. They can't see nothing from the street. And there's the safe. Mike, you coming? Can't do it without me. Let's go. I'll watch it in here. There's a trap wire in front of the safe. Careful, Steve. Trap wire. Trap wire, yeah, I'm careful. I'm careful. It's around someplace. Okay, see it over there. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Hey, oh! Oh, you walk by then, it was Okay, we don't have time for fights. Back in the office. Come on. Inside, inside. Yeah. The door, the door. Is that locked? Yeah. It's locked. Let's get out of here. Up the ladder. Come on. Up the ladder. Hold it. Stay away from that ladder. What for? They'll nab us, sure. Yeah. And they'll nab us quicker on the street if we get out. We stay right here. Oh, no. We stay right here. The doors and windows are all okay. They won't see nothing. We might get away with it. All right, Patch. You've got a customer. All right, Patch, but keep your fingers crossed, boys. Have you? Hello, Inspector Marr. Been in the neighborhood and heard the call. Doesn't look like there's much to it, Inspector. Yep. Two squad cars are here within a minute after the call came over. They looked around. None of the doors or windows were touched. It's probably short in the system. Get a look inside. We're going to. The owner's opening up now. Just got here. Good. Oh, by the way, this is the furniture store your friend Mr. Edwards owns. Oh, so it is. Hello there, Mr. Edwards. Oh, hello, Inspector. Is there a chance somebody might be inside? There's a chance. I'll open up. There are patrolmen all around the building with you? It's covered. I hope it's a false alarm. Uh, there's a step there watching the dark. Yeah, I see. Now, uh, where's the safe? That's what they'd be after. Back there in the office. The nightlight's on back there. Oh, yes. We always have a nightlight. Insurance company rules, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, nothing looks disturbed. Ah, the safe has... Uh-oh. The trap wire is down. Yeah. Might have fallen down. Doesn't take much, you know. What's in here, Mr. Edwards? Oh, this is my private office. I keep it locked. So I see. Would you mind opening it up? I'd like to look around. Yes, yes, of course. I, I think I have a key. Yes, here it is. Inspector Barn. Yes? I think I found your burglar. Come here. What'd you find, LaFue? Could this be your guilty party? She certainly could. You mean the, the cat could set off the trap one? Easily. <laughs> All it takes is the slightest touch, contact's made, and that's it. wonder the cat hasn't given you this kind of trouble before, Mr. Edwards. Well, we only just got the cat yesterday. I'm beginning to have trouble with mice, you know. So you'll take my advice, Mr. Edwards. Either get a new system for catching mice or a new system for protecting your safe. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be down here two or three times a week answering that burglar alarm. I suppose we'll try mouse traps. Run along, kitten. You've caused enough trouble for one night. 
Mind if you let's go. <laughs> right. Good night, Mr. Edwards. Uh, just a second, I'm coming too. Patch, I never won another one like that. Boy, that was as close as I ever won. We got away, didn't we? Did we? Boy, I can't believe it yet. Now, look, Steve. The same thing I told Mike and the other boys goes for you. As soon as you get home, take those clothes and wash them out good. But, Patch, these pants are wool. They shrink up to my knees. Then get rid of them altogether. Burn them. Eh, what are you worried about? I'm worried about one of us getting picked up. Cutting through all that plaster was more of a mess than I counted on. So I brush off the pants. You'll wash them or burn them like I said. The cops decide to pick you up. That plaster put you inside the furniture store for sure. Okay, okay, whatever you say. Look, uh, how about stopping for a drink, huh? I could use one right now. I got no time. What's one drink? I said I got no time. Got to meet somebody and I'm late. Oh, yeah? Who? Somebody you don't know. Oh, somebody I don't know. Okay. Go on home and get some sleep. You need it. Where you been, Effie? All night. Didn't expect you'd be up yet. Who went to sleep? Where you been, huh? I tried calling every place, so I come to wait for you. Why? Why do you think? I want to talk to you, that's why. Well, I knew you'd be busy on the job practically all night. I stayed at my cousin's. Heh. What does that mean, heh? Heh. Okay. Batch, tell you what happened in the job? Batch, I didn't see Batch. No, you saw your cousin now, Effie, I swear. If I ever catch you with another guy, I'm going to kick your pussy. You'll never catch me. Were you with Batch or was you? I wasn't. Tell me the truth. Were you? Steve, don't. Were you? Don't. Were you? No, no, I... Good thing you weren't. I was at my cousin's, you can call her. Don't worry, I will, too. Haven't even seen Batch. You talked to him on the phone, didn't you? Me? Yeah, you. You had a night when I answered, didn't you? No, that wasn't me, I swear. Tells me to get the plaster out of my clothes, and then he runs around with you if you... Who's that? I don't know. Yeah, well, I know. Steve! Now, look here, Batch, I... I, I, I... Hello, Steve. Going someplace? Yeah. Yeah, policeman. I guess I am. You bet you are. For a ride downtown. Okay, back inside. All right, okay, just take it easy. I don't know, Batch. Maybe they're getting close. Don't worry about it, Mike. Steve will be out in an hour. Finish your drink. Uh-oh. You got company. Hello, Batch. Get out of here, Effie. Hello, Effie. They picked Steve up. So what do you want me to do? I just come to tip you off. Why are you acting like this is the first time he was ever questioned? He'll be out in a couple of hours. They got nothing to hold him on. What's the matter, Batch? Why can't we be friends? We are friends. Let's leave it at that. You know what I mean. Sure, I know what you mean. Let me tell you something, baby. I learned a long time ago not to let dames interfere with business. Especially other guys' dames. Now walk out of here before somebody has to carry out. Okay, Batch. That's the way you want it. That's the way I want it. Scram. Detective Bureau, a few talking. Inspector Marr. Yes, sir? I want you to bring Steve Constantine to my office right away for questioning. Oh? 
you get a report back? You bet we did, and I think it's just the thing that's going to break this case wide open. Now, back to gangbusters. And where'd you say you got these pants, Steve? I borrowed them from a guy named Graham, I told you. Johnny Graham. Before you said it was Joe Graham. Joe Graham, Johnny Graham, what's the difference? How come they fit you so well? We're the same size, Joe, Joe and me. Where's Joe Graham live? In uh, Jackson. He's from Jackson. Where in Jackson? Uh, Jackson. How should I know? When'd you borrow them? Yesterday. Just yesterday. Joe come over and he, he wanted me to do some work in the garage, so he had an extra pair of pants and I put them on we done the work. In the garage? Yeah, yeah, in the garage. We clean out some stuff and put sawdust down where the oil leaks and, well, you know, all that kind of thing. So so I says to Joe, I says, Joe, this is some job. And he says, he says he never expected it. He, well, after we finished in the garage, we sat down for lunch and then... Yesterday, huh? Sure, sure, yesterday. Right after you borrowed the pants. Well, now... Right after, maybe an hour. That's funny. That's funny. Your cleaner said those are your pants. You had them cleaned there three times. He showed me the marks. Okay, so they're my pants. And you wore them breaking into that furniture store last I night. I did not. You didn't wear the pants? I didn't break into no furniture store. You ever see one of these, Steve? I don't want to look at nothing. I want out of here. It's a laboratory report. Particles of plaster were taken from the cuffs of those pants. They were identical with the plaster that came down when you cut a hole in the ceiling of that furniture store. Oh, are you kidding? Plaster's plaster. Oh, come on, Steve. You know, this report definitely put you inside that furniture store. This is evidence, the best. Send you away for ten years. Oh, Steve, you might as well tell us all about it. I wasn't near no furniture store. Yeah, Steve, you're on your way. Maybe you can do yourself some good by opening up. I ain't opening up for nobody. You can give me 30 years and I ain't opening up. Who was with you? Batch? Corny Mike? A couple of guys I never seen before. Strangers. Met them walking down the street. As a matter of fact, it was this Joe Graham. That's who it was. It's Joe Graham. It was Batch, wasn't it? Let me along, will you? Steve. What? Ever hear of a girl named Effie? No. No. Well, that's funny. She and your friend Batch have been spending a lot of time together. Is that so? They were in a bar together a little while ago, having a great time. What bar? You're lying. Oh, why should I lie, Steve? It doesn't mean a thing to me. That's just what the detective we've got on Batch reported. Effie's your girl, isn't she, Steve? Okay, so she's my girl. You're going away to the penitentiary and going to leave her all to Batch. Maybe they know you're hooked. Maybe that's what they're celebrating. Let me out of here, will you? Open up, Steve. You can take Batch along with you. Come on, come on. Let's have it. Thirty-two timers to both of them. He was with you, wasn't he, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, he was with me. Well, what are you waiting for? Get your stenographer in here. Get him in here. I'll tell you enough to clear 50 safe crackers. Get the guy in here. Get him. Batch. You want to know about Batch? Yeah, Steve. About all of them. And start from the beginning. Well, Patch. Welcome to the country club. Take it easy. Keep your mouth shut. We'll be out in the street in an hour. Okay, Batch, this is your cell. Much obliged. Hi, Mike. Come in, Batch. We need another hand for studying. Copper, don't lose that key. You'll be needing it in a few minutes. We got Ritz working. Now, don't kid yourself, Batch. This time you're hooked. Steve opened up. You're lying, Copper. Am I? You'll see what he has to say as soon as we get you upstairs. Well, make yourself comfortable. 
So, Don, eight arrests simultaneously at four o'clock in the morning brought to an end this troublesome gang of safecrackers. They're all now serving long terms in the Michigan State Penitentiary. Well, thank you, Chief of Detectives Jack Harville, Detroit Police Department, for the inside facts in this case history. And congratulations to members of the Detroit Detective Bureau who successfully concluded this difficult investigation. Tonight's case was dramatized by Stanley Niss and directed by William Sweets, with Arthur Vinton, Elspeth Eric, and Walter Vaughn in leading roles. Don Gardner speaking. Gangbusters is a Phillips H. Lord production 